You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. All right, Ryan, is it this week or not? Uh, I'm going to go with not, but have no fear. I think it's coming soon. Well, it's at least breathing hard. Oh, that's, that's that's pretty gross. And I know that someone out there is disappointed to not hear the origin story today. But all right, we'll get to it eventually. I, I know it's going to show up soon. So, um, you know, the, I've had a really interesting week, Ryan. I've got this new job. And when I'm not traveling, it kind of allows me to work from home, which is a pretty sweet gig. Uh, I got to be at work at 9 a.m. I wake up at 8.55. And you know what, Ryan? You'd be proud of this. I don't wear pants. Oh, Yeah. I am real proud of you. Good on <laughs> See, you, bud. People talk to me on the phone. They have no idea I'm pantless. Um, You know what? You should keep it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Never tell them, hold on. <laughs> let me put my pants on. Proceed. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. I'll probably just keep that to myself. Well, yeah. Uh, what about you, Ryan? How's your week been? Um, Same as it ever was. Oh, well, no, nothing happened at all. Man, I went to work. I came home, did my thing, mm-hmm. went, woke up, went to work, came home, did my thing. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of rough, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? This is our special Thanksgiving episode, and nice. I want the audience to have a taste of what it's like being around the Hendershot during the holidays. And to accomplish this, every time we play a soundbite, I am going to take a shot. Now, we have the uh, poll up on Facebook, if you recall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, The choices were Jägermeister or Fireball. People were voting willy-nilly, not really knowing what they were voting for. Sure. And you know who made the deciding vote? Oh, I don't know. One of our super fans? Eh, Not exactly. It was your wife who never listens to our podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. You had to call me out on that. Didn't you? Well, yeah, it's true. Despite all of my, uh, uh, you know, all the times I've asked her about it, my wife has never listened to the podcast. Uh, yeah, she's very supportive all the time. That, that's her. Yeah. So nevertheless, she cast the deciding vote for Fireball. And oh. so every time we play a soundbite, I will be taking a shot of Fireball. And all of you will know what it's like to have happy holidays with the Hendershot. shot. You're welcome. Well, you know, my wife uh, is a professional bartender and has been for many years, so uh, I guess her opinion is pretty good. So, But let me get this straight. So you're saying whenever I play a soundbite, you're you're going to take a shot? Yeah, but I mean, it's Fireball. It's only 66 proof, which is basically soda. Mm, well, you know what? I think that's... <laughs> All right. Starting early. Uh, uh, okay. Yep. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, this is going to be good times. Yeah. No, I got my setup right here. Uh-huh. Mm. And just gonna pour a little drip, drip, drip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen your shots before, Ryan, uh, and uh, I can tell everyone uh, from personal experience uh, this man is like a half glass shot kind of guy. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've seen your half- shots. You don't believe in a you don't believe in a just shot glass. I'm talking like a half a water glass. That's your shot because I've had you oh, pour me shots okay. before. No, I, I could not drink the whole thing. 
I thought you were besmirching my character and saying yeah. I only filled the shot glass half full. Ryan, but, you are the most professional drinker I've ever known. You goddamn right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cinnamony. All right. So there's there's the first one, and I guess it's time for us to get into our first segment. Uh, I'm sure Ryan's going to be uh, healthy and strong throughout this whole podcast. I planned, all right. <laughs> All right, Ryan. So our first story uh, comes from a town called Placentia, where a uh, local resident was upset because apparently some local business or someone has been dumping raw sewage into a stream near his house. Now, uh, he's complained to the city for years, he says, but no one's ever taken any action. So what he did was head down to the town municipal office and pour a jug of human waste all over the counter. I mean, aren't there... Better ways to get your your message across? No? Just got to shit in a bucket and bring it to the, the county clerk? That is literally what he did. Uh, I, I don't know where the sewage came from, if he happened to uh, collect his own or get it from his stream. But it, uh, it there's a photo attached, and it is literally a bucket of shit dumped all over the counter. Yep. You know, either way, if you're saving your own or you're going down to the crick to get it, you're you're kind of fucked in the head. Now I guess that's you know they they say you can't fight city hall, but um, yeah, touche, touche. Well, uh, Mr. Murphy, uh, who uh, who owns the home and uh, is the dumpy, said said quote I'm getting dumped on tons and tons of sewage, so I brought down a sample. Uh, and uh, you know what, Ryan, he he did get arrested for this done. He turned himself into the police. But guess what? Uh, just a day or two later. A, uh, a team was spotted near the stream, uh, uh, you know, making some repairs to a sewage station. So it looks like he got results from his his uh, poop protest. How would it feel to be the person who had to field that complaint? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like having a big dump taken in an elevator near your desk. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so sweet I'm sure, Jesus. I'm sure you sympathize with it. So, yeah, they had to close the office for the rest of the day and bring out a uh, hazmat team to... Uh, clean up the big pile of poo so that's pretty gross i would just say to anyone out there if you got a problem with your with your city or town or village probably not the way to do it uh, getting a criminal record but it's hard to argue with results yeah don't be the smash mouth of your town Somebody oh, i did it to myself <laughs> you did you set yourself up there that's what you did <laughs> oh well here we go <laughs> All right. So meanwhile, we'll uh, we'll move on to our next story. Uh, and this one is one of those crazy viral, viral crazes, Ryan, that catches on the Internet. You know, when millennials do stupid stuff uh, and then other people try to do it too, sort of a challenge. Uh, and this one, I'm going to tell you, not a big fan of. All right. It's called the Snoot Challenge. And uh, it's when uh, people uh, encourage uh, their dogs uh, to jump up and then they throw cheese on them and then uh, are amused while their dogs try to bite the cheese off of their back. I am not sure where to start unpacking this. Mm-hmm. Now, who was the mad genius to start all this? I mean, who is so bored and or high and has cheese to spare? Because if you have cheese, you don't want to throw it at dogs. You just want to eat that shit. Uh, but- I just think it's kind of cruel to like mess with that dog. I mean, he smells food and can't get to it. And now he's got a slice of cheese stuck on his back. It's just, that's not cool. That's not how you treat pets. Does the ASPCA know about this? Uh, I mean, if they don't, I'm sure they listen to our podcast uh, and they'll take action right away. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, here's the ASPCA. Yeah. Oh, that's cinnamony. Oh, goodness. <laughs> ah, the old fireball. <laughs> yep. So there's a lot of people out there torturing their pets. And I'm just going to say as a, you know, a little bit uh, for public awareness, don't do this to your poor dogs. Uh, just let them eat the cheese. And besides, you feed that dog cheese, you know, dogs get dairy. A lot of them are lactose intolerant. Uh, you know, it's going to it's going to smell up in there. So so don't do that. Yeah, you're only making your life more difficult. That's true. That's true. Uh, now, Ryan, uh, here's my favorite story of the day. Uh, a New Orleans man walked into a Willie's chicken shack, walked right up to them and said, uh, y'all about to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up. Uh, of course, the employees said <laughs> the employees uh, freaked out and called the police saying that the place was about to be bombed. Uh, when the police arrived uh, to arrest the man, he told them, Hey, uh, it was just a big misunderstanding. I was referring to a bowel movement that I was about to drop in their restroom. First off, no terrorist is ever going to target a Willie's chicken shack. All right. Because <laughs> that shit just sounds too good. I mean, anything named Willie's and chicken and shack, it's got to be awesome. I just got to be like, how do you take this man serious when he walks up? I, I got to wonder how he delivered it. I mean, did he <laughs> did he say, hey, you all have to close right now because I'm going to bomb and blow this place up? Or is he all, you all got to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up? You know, this is another example of the vernacular just getting people in trouble. Yep, that is a fact. And uh, I'm just going to say to everybody, if you're going to warn them uh, about dropping a giant deuce in the bathroom, maybe not make it sound like a bomb threat because this man did get arrested and he now faces two counts of communicating false information of <laughs> planned arson. You know, all this person is really guilty of is being courteous because, I mean, it's going to happen. You should have just like done it and not even apologized for it. Just walked on out with a smile. Yeah, I mean, did you ever see that Ace Ventura movie where he walks out of the bathroom and he's like, uh, you know, he's all like, do not go in there. Like, that's what he should have done. That would have been funny. Walking up and telling someone you got a bomb, not the smartest thing to do. So uh, that's just one more thing I recommend everyone not do. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and bomb up the, the bathroom. Just, you know, don't let them know that you're the one doing it. <laughs> Well, let's continue with the stories of things you shouldn't do. And uh, this one comes from our favorite Florida man, Ryan. <laughs> ah, Florida man. I know him well. <laughs> well, uh, this one comes from Marion County. Uh, and uh, a Marion County man has been arrested after several people told deputies they spotted him having sex with a miniature horse. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> See, these are the kind of people that give everyone from Florida a bad name, Ryan. It's why sometimes I hesitate before I tell anyone where I grew up. I mean, let's be honest, about half of the people of Florida give Florida a bad name. But this yeah. guy, really? So he just goes up and just bangs a miniature horse? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the big horses are harder to fuck. First of all, you have to get on a step stool. Right. Mm, yeah. And then if you uh, want to kiss him on the mouth, you have to walk all the way around. And uh, I mean, sorry, what am this I talking about? This is very about? specific, Ryan. Do you have some sort of experience you want to share with us? Or No, let's move on. Yeah, you know what? Uh, let's go ahead and, and, and move on. Damn it, Dan. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. All right, let's, let's do this here. 
Well, while you're preparing that, I'll let everyone know the details here. Uh, Marion County Sheriff's Office said Nicholas Sardo, 21, admitted to having sex with a miniature male pony named Jackie G. He couldn't even find a female horse. Uh, Apparently, a couple women witnessed Sardo having sex with Jackie G in a pasture on a family member's property. He admitted he did it, but uh, you know what, Ryan? He also told deputies he used a condom each time because he didn't want to get a disease from the horse. So at least he's practicing safe horse sex. Okay, you see, because I was wondering, like, was he the top or the bottom in this relationship? <laughs> sounds like sounds like he chose to be the top. But let's not rule out any kind of, you know, mutual oral. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, on to the next too story. Sad. That was too much. That was too much. <laughs> now, here's another uh, one. Uh, oh, boy. You all right there, Ryan? You feeling strong still? Yeah, no, I, I got a chaser. It's um, oh, good. vodka and ginger beer. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'd already be on. Un- I'd already be unconscious. So uh, that, that's how that goes. All right. Well, uh, here's our next story. It comes from Wayne, New Jersey, and uh, authorities say a pro football fan charged with drunken driving after a crash told police he drank too much because his favorite team isn't any good. And yes, uh, he's a New York Jets fan. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> that's that's brilliant. <laughs> Did I tell you, I don't know if I shared this with the, the podcast listeners before, but I actually went to the most recent Dolphins versus Jets game. And uh, as you know, there was a fight that broke out. Or as you can figure, there was a fight that broke out. There's always fights at those Dolphins-Jets games, Ryan. You know, I went to several of those when I lived in South Florida. And uh, Dolphins-Jets fans just don't mix. It's like oil and water. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It was two Jets fans fighting each other. That's how bad their season is. That's how bad. I don't know what started it. I just saw the result, and both of them got walked right out. That's what happens. Usually in these stadiums, they have like a little stadium jail, uh, and then they just hold them there until the police show up uh, to take them away. So uh, I wouldn't have any. How bad was it, Ryan? Did they go tumbling down seats or anything? Because you and I years ago saw one that uh, ended pretty rough where they were rolling down the stairs. Ah, damn it. I wish, but no. Everyone broke it up in time. Oh, come on. If they're Jets fans, you should sort of just let them go. I mean, it should be like Fight Club. Yeah, let it sort itself out, you know. I just don't understand his reasoning because, as everyone knows, we're Dolphins fans and they suck. And, uh, you know, I don't go out drinking and driving afterwards. Yeah, I mean, beforehand, yeah, but not afterwards. No, you gotta. Well, I mean, beforehand, you have to prepare for the upcoming disappointment. So. Uh, you know, that's how that let, goes. Let me just throw this out. I, I don't drink and drive anymore. No. Yeah. Anymore. Less. Oh, yeah. It's no, bad anymore. news, Ryan. Nowadays with Uber that. and Lyft, uh, you don't have any excuse to do that anymore. So no, there's another no. thing not to do, folks. That's our running theme today. Things you should not do. Uh, don't and on me. that note. <laughs> okay. That's a good one, too. Uh, so on that note, let's jump into some football. Brian, how about those mighty Florida Gators? How about them Gators, the motherfucking Gators? They're awesome. It's true, and uh, they showed it by defeating powerhouse Idaho Vandals this weekend. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face, uh, but uh, they destroyed them with a score of 63-10. to 10. 
Yeah, I mean, the first play from scrimmage was a pick six going Florida's way. So nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was about 28 to nothing uh, three quarters of the way through the first quarter. Uh, so uh, you could tell right away that clearly the Vandals were overmatched. And, you know, Ryan, a little bit of trivia for you. The last time the uh, Gators played Idaho game was delayed because of lightning uh, all the way till 10 p.m. And then uh, after kickoff, the Gators returned the ball all the way to the Vandals 40 yard line. And then more lightning caused the game to be delayed. Around midnight, they ended up canceling it. So at least this time they got through their beating of the Vandals. Yeah, I mean, at least this time we got our money's worth because, you know, we have to pay Idaho like like hundreds of thousands of dollars just to come over here and get their beaten. So, I mean, um, you've got to do something to lure them all the way from Idaho to take a thrashing like that. Yeah, they, they took it like a champ. They did. Well, uh, next up, the uh, Gators are going to take on their big rival, FSU. And uh, here's a, here's some facts for you, Ryan. FSU, and I'm going to give them a little bit of props here. And you know I, I can't stand FSU, but they have a 37-year uh, streak of appearing in bowl games. That will end. Yes, I believe it will. Uh, and the Gators, I, I hate to admit, have now lost five years in a row to their arch rival, the FSU Seminoles. And I think... This year is the year Dan Mullen turns the tables and ends that bowl streak for FSU. In fact, in a recent press conference, when asked if what he would think about it, he said, that would be great. So you know he's looking to spoil their day. Even if the Gators only won one game out of the season, if it was FSU, I'd be like, that was a good year. That was a good year. <laughs> well, there's a reason that all those coaches in the last five years uh, are no longer with the team because there's no justification to losing to the Seminoles. Can't happen. No, no. And when Mullen was here the first time around, he never lost to the uh, the Seminoles. So, uh, yeah. Time to start a new streak. Time to start a new streak and ruin FSU's year. I can't wait for them to sit at home and watch the Gators in a bowl game. Uh, that feels pretty good. Oh, well, uh, so good. So, so good. good. 63 to 10, that's pretty high scoring, Ryan. But uh, for those of you who watched Monday Night Football this week, I have to say was probably one of the best football games I've ever seen as the uh, Chiefs took on the Rams. What a game, Ryan. All the way down to the last minute, big plays, big scoring. This is the new face of the NFL, these two quarterbacks. And you know what makes me sad is uh, while watching that, all I could think of how far away the Dolphins are from competing at that level. Yeah, being a Dolphins fan, I almost forgot what good football looks like. But uh, yeah, that uh, that was it. And I think with all the rule changes, that's pretty much what the NFL had in mind. I mean, that was close to a college basketball score rather than an NFL football game score. It was insane. But you know what? Uh, You see all those points on the board. The fact is uh, 21 of those points were scored by the defense. Both defenses uh, gave up plenty of yardage, huge amounts of, of yards. But they made those big plays too. So it kept the game real close. There were like five or six lead changes. If that's a preview of the Super Bowl, I feel pretty good about it. Oh, yeah. They were two aggressive teams, and they didn't let up. And, uh, yeah, even though Mahomes turned the ball over five times, three of which led to touchdowns, he threw six touchdowns. It was just astounding to see that kind of firepower on both sides of the ball just going at it. Probably the best game I have ever watched in my life. Yeah, really, I agree, and I, I feel like uh, it's 
going to be one of those games people talk about 10, 20 years from now. Uh, and I have to tell you, Patrick Mahomes, I'm super jealous of the Chiefs because you know who he reminds me of, Ryan? A young Dan Marino. You shut your filthy whore mouth. I mean, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's young. He's got a lot of success. He's scoring lots of points. Uh, he's, he he's sounds sharp. like a Muppet when he speaks. Uh, it's true. A lot of people have said he sounds a lot like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, as a quarterback, you like to throw touchdowns. I mean, I, I just like to stretch the field and throw it deep a lot. I expect that dude to just bust out into Rainbow Connection every time I watch him do an interview. <laughs> we'll watch for that. It could happen. You never know. Oh, my God. I hope it does. Well, you know, one good thing about this week, Ryan, the Miami Dolphins didn't lose. Hot damn. (laughs) That's right, because they had the week off. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, well, the good news is uh, Ryan Tannehill was just announced today will be returning next week, and nothing makes you more appreciative of Ryan Tannehill than Brock Osweiler. He is the worst. Yeah, we always knew he was terrible, but we just had no idea about how awful he was uh, until he played several games in a row for the Dolphins. And teams started to cue in that he was a piece of shit. And, uh, you know, uh, just get him off the field, please. Uh, Tannehill, stay healthy through the rest of the season. Uh, I can't I can't stand it anymore. You know, whenever I watch Brock Osweiler play, I think, wow, he sure is tall. You know what I think? I think, why is this man on the field? Jesus! Oh, God damn it. All right. No. <laughs> Challenge accepted, bastard. <laughs> Ah, hello, old friend. Ah, all right, moving on. <laughs> Let's jump into those predictions, Ryan. What do you got for us? Well, Dan, we're going to do uh, a Thanksgiving Day prediction list. But first right. off, Miami Dolphins at Indianapolis Colts. Mighty Ryan Tannehill is back. And so I think the Dolphins lose to the Colts. I predict that Ryan Tannehill will be back in action and prove that he's the best wide receiver to play quarterback. Unfortunately, Mm. the Colts have one of the best quarterbacks to play quarterback in the NFL, so Miami loses. Andrew Luck was on fire this week, and so that Dolphins defense, it's going to be rough. Next up, Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. You know, the Cowboys and Lions play every year on Thanksgiving, but Bears at Lions, I have to tell you, there can't be much, like many games I care less about than this one. I'm going to go with the Bears, though. No particular reason. I predict the Bears' Khalil Mack will devour the Lions' Matthew Stafford as if he is a glistening turkey breast with a side of cranberry sauce and stuffing. And like the good stuffing, not some whack-ass bullshit stuffing like raisins or berries or some shit in it. Next up, Washington racial slurs at Dallas Cowboys. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Now, uh, the Redskins... Ryan, there was a little incident this weekend, and uh, hopefully most of you did not see the video because it was stomach-turning. Alex Smith suffered a horrendous broken leg, uh, 33 years to the day of Joe Theismann's injury. And I got to say, Alex Smith, he's getting up there in age. I don't think he returns from this one. It was a hideous, hideous injury. So with Alex Smith out and the Redskins uh, looking at the bench, uh, I think the Cowboys win this one. You know, without the Native Americans, there wouldn't even be a Thanksgiving. And how do we honor them? 
by naming a franchise of, of America's favorite team sport a derogatory term for indigenous people because Americans are classy as fuck. I predict the Cowboys win and continue the centuries of humiliation heaped upon a noble people. What else you got for us, Ron? Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints. I think this is no contest. I think Drew Brees is going to take a shit all over the Falcons. Uh, And you know, Ryan, it always hurts me every time I see Drew Brees be awesome because the Miami Dolphins passed on Drew Brees to pick up Dante Culpepper one year, and I've never really forgiven them. So clearly, Saints over Falcons. I predict that without some divine intervention of their own, the Falcons are going to replace the traditional turkey in Drew Brees' little tum-tum. Well, that's enough football, Ryan. Let's uh, let's move on and talk about some Thanksgiving. You know, Ryan, uh, I'm actually cooking this year. Wait, really? Yeah, it's true. Uh, with my new job, uh, I've uh, I've got holidays and weekends off, and unfortunately, the wife still has to work on Thanksgiving. So uh, it's going to be up to me to put together the meal this year. Wait, do you do you even know what you're doing? Well, uh, you know, Ryan, in addition to not listening to podcasts, uh, my wife also doesn't do a lot of cooking. So over the years, I've uh, learned a few recipes here and there. And usually we do the cooking together on Thanksgiving. And, well, we've made a lot of mistakes. We had the year we really overcooked the turkey. Uh, We had the year where it looked done, but was raw in the middle. Uh, That was rough. Uh, And so I've learned from those mistakes. I've got a thermometer ready. I think I'm going to pull it off. It's going to be good. Uh, wh- what about you, Ryan? Are you cooking? Are you heading somewhere? What's up with you? No, I don't fuck with the cooking on Thanksgiving, to everyone's no. relief. Because <laughs> my background is more in the libations, shall we say. I like to get drunk. I like to get people with me drunk. So I found a couple of recipes for some great cocktails for your Thanksgiving day. Awesome. First- Why don't you share those with us? What do you got, Ryan? All right. Well, first one is mulled red wine sangria. Oh. It's going to take a bottle of Spanish red table wine, which is weird. I, I didn't think you could make wine out of tables, but here we are. Yeah. Quarter cup of fresh orange juice, quarter cup of brandy, three tablespoons of sugar, and a thinly sliced orange and lemon. You combine the wine, juice, and brandy and sugar in a medium saucepan mm-hmm. over low heat until the sugar is melted. Add the orange and lemon slices. Let it simmer for five minutes. And then serving in uh, heat-resistant glasses. Seems like a lot of effort to get drunk. So I found this one, sparkling cranberry quencher. Uh-huh. You need a quarter cup of sugar, two cups cranberry juice, mm-hmm. a liter of seltzer, and four ounces of vanilla vodka. Hey, you know what, Ryan? I think I could get behind this one. It sounds a lot like my favorite drink when I was younger, Zima. <laughs> you know, I had Zima once. It was in uh, what we called Hunch Punch. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So well, I just thought it was tasty, you know. That's all. Oh, you probably find this tasty too. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, okay. effervescent. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. So uh, next one, we're taking a look at the Harvest Margarita, which oh, is margaritas ounces. are always a hit. Absolutely. Yeah. So you get two ounces of tequila, like Patron. None of that bullshit, fucking Jose Cuervo tequila. And if I may make an aside, look, if you're gonna drink tequila and you don't want to get sick. Get 100% agave tequila, which Jose Cuervo is not. All right. Got it. Yeah. So you get your good tequila. You get one and a half ounces of chilled spice, simple syrup, and uh, lime juice, dashes of bitters, Mm. put some ice in it. 
Awesome. And then you combine it up in a shaker, just shake it up like it's like you're an au pair shaking a baby. And then, <laughs> and then you know, serve it straight or up on the rocks with a lime wedge for garnish. Now, this sounds or, like my kind of drink, Ryan. I like it. Yeah. Or you could just do what I do every holiday and drink single malt scotch right out of the bottle. Hmm. If they gave well, me I mean, a nipple, I would nurse it. <laughs> it sounds effective, uh, if not like overly classy, uh, but uh, I can get why you'd like it. So you're going to be drinking a lot this week, uh, you know, this week, Ryan. Uh, it's going to be a lot of alcohol in your future. What else besides alcohol are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful for the ladies who stick with us as our audience, despite the fact that we mostly do like wacky news and football and I yell at things, blah, blah, blah. But there are a few ladies who listen to us regularly, and I would like to devote just a minute to them. Now, this minute of sultriness is for our loyal lady listeners, who I hope, along with approximately 10% of the male population, will enjoy this next bit. All you fellas listening, just bear with us, or skip ahead a minute or two, or don't. Who knows? You may just learn something. Nevertheless, here we go. Oh, yeah. Well, hello there, Miss Lady. Is it possible that you look more beautiful today than you did the last time I saw you? Oh, yeah. Has anyone told you that your hair looks great? It smells like flowers, wink. You look like you have so much to share about how your day went. I'm looking forward to listening to every word you have to say. But first, I think you may enjoy the bottle of champagne and Ferrero Rocher chocolates I placed near the tub. There's a guest already waiting for you, Mr. Bubbles, and he's there to soak away all your cares. And feel free to spend as much time as you like, even if you start to get a little pruney. It's okay. I just installed the detachable shower head that has a setting you like so well. And when you have completed, I'll rub your feet and recite poetry by Keats while you sip wine and nibble at a cheese plate. Aw, yeah. And this has been a moment for the ladies. Ah. Ryan, that was great. And I'm sure some of the ladies out there really enjoyed that. But you know there's not really any podcast groupies, right? Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, that, there's probably somebody's mom out there listening, but I, I doubt there's any groupies. God damn it, what the fuck am I doing this for? <laughs> I was told there'd be groupies. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Ryan, all right? But uh, you're you're performing a public service. Let's, let's go with that. Uh, as long as we're listing things we're thankful for, uh, you know, I've got plenty of things to be thankful for. Uh, first of all, I've got my lovely wife, even though she won't listen to my to my podcast. Uh, I've got uh, this this great new job. Um, I love it here in Colorado. It's not Ohio. That's the best thing about it. Uh, I got my new video card. That makes me happy. And uh, oh, yeah. And I got my cats. I love my cats. Yeah. Coolsies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the holidays, Ryan. It's uh, something to be thankful for. I mean, uh, the Thanksgiving starts the holiday season and uh, it's nothing but festivus from here on out. And, you know, I, I I know that people like to be around their families during this time. Yeah, I'm happy to be with my family, Ryan, but not everybody gets to be with their family this time of year. 
Well, you know, Dan, I actually have some thoughts on that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. So I guess late-stage capitalism is going to eviscerate everything we used to hold dear. Yes, by all means, let's tear retail workers away from their families on the familiest of holidays, all so we can make some shareholders slightly richer. Ultimately, that's where the fault lies. I get it. The retail industry is struggling and trying what it can to keep its head above water thanks to the ease of shopping at home. And yeah, I get it. A lot of the customers who schlep their way over to these abattoirs of consumerism are the type of people who need to take advantage of deep discounts and don't necessarily have the means nor methods to sit on their couch with their tablet and Amazon it up. But you know what? It's still fucked. Jesus turkey stuffing Christ! Jesus! God damn, that's another shot. Hold on. Oh, God. Okay, now where was I? Oh, yeah. I guess I'm a little more sensitive to this subject because I worked far too many years in retail. I'm not proud of it. In hindsight, I probably would have been better off selling my sweet and ample tookus on the streets, but I didn't. Fortunately, I was working in an era when Thanksgiving was still held sacred, but I was there the day after, and for fuck's sake, a lot of customers are nothing more than filthy, entitled, and bitter animals who love to project their misery upon everyone else. Oh, you hate having to buy presents and fight the crowd so early? Well, first off, you don't really have to. If you have kids with unreasonable gift demands, well, guess what? They learned that from you, asshole. And secondly, you are not the lord of a manor, and retail employees are not your fucking servants. You do not get to yell and demean and show utter disrespect to someone who's just trying to earn a paycheck in the most thankless industry ever. And now, to make the job even more thankless, employees are having to leave their families not even really enjoy the holiday because of shit-ass stores like these. Bass Pro Shops. Shame! What the fuck are you even doing open on this holiday? Are you there to sell guns to the family members who just can't take their drunk uncle talking politics at the dinner table one minute longer? Best Buy. Shame. More like worst buy, am I right? <laughs> mm. But seriously, you get a bag of dicks, Best Buy. Which brings me to Dick Sporting Goods. Shame. If there was truth in advertising, you just change your name to Cox Sporting Goods. Dollar General. Shame. And are you fucking kidding me? Isn't everything already a dollar? Baffling. Baffling and dickish. Kmart. Shame. First off, I didn't think there, there were any more Kmarts. Huh. Nevertheless, shove that blue light all the way up your ass, Kmart. Old Navy. Shame. I had Thanksgiving off when I was in the actual Navy. Get over yourselves, you flip-flop selling bitches. Target and Walmart. Shame. And double shame. You both come from the same layer of hell. And that poor cashier at the one register you'll have open has my sympathy. Look, if you're going to shop on Thanksgiving Day, that's your business. It's America, so do what you want. Just remember that while you're saving 50 bucks on a cheap TV that's going to shit the bed in three months, you're making someone else with a family have to put up with your garbage and the garbage of hundreds of others. So at least have some fucking chill about it 
and treat the employees with some respect. If you don't, then I wish a pox upon thine house. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. Yeah, holiday shopping is the worst, Ryan. Uh, you know, I'm just going to share a secret with everybody. Uh, when I have to go out and do some holiday shopping, I just put some headphones on, listen to a little music, uh, and then that way I can sort of ignore the crowds. And uh, hey, Ryan, uh, you know, uh, you know what I listen to? What? What's that? Somebody <laughs> dirty son of a bitch! Ha <laughs> 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 ha! I'm in my word. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's all that we have for everybody today. So from Ryan and I, uh, thank you so much. Thank you uh, for being loyal listeners and, and going on this journey with us. And we are really appreciative of it. So uh, please uh, have a safe and happy holiday. Hell yeah. And um, I'm still holding out that there's such a thing as podcast groupies. So here's to you. Well, you never know, Ryan. It could oh, it could happen. <laughs> and if you're a podcast groupie out there, or you want to be a podcast groupie, then reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash angrymasons or on soundcloud.com slash angrymasons. Uh, you can always email us directly at angrymasons at catlover.com. And oh. our Twitter, our Twitter is at angrymasons. Of course, you can uh, find our podcast on SoundCloud or Spotify, or TuneIn Radio. So, hey, everybody, have a happy holiday, and thanks for listening. Go, 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 go!